to Sports Time. Brian and Brett with you on a Monday afternoon. Johnny Hill also with us producing. We've got a lot to get to, a ton to get to over the next three hours. Brett Norsworthy wasn't here with us on Friday. He's back with us today. But like I said, Johnny Hill producing, what, third day? We're keeping count now. Third day um, Johnny is producing for us. Johnny, you doing good today? You got to turn, turn the mic on. You got to have it on. Oh yeah, there I'm doing go. good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I know you're you're doing really good. But also Brett Norsworthy back with us after a weekend in Athens. Uh Brett, the uh the result was not what uh what we wanted, but uh how was your weekend? It was a great weekend. It was yeah. something to see that Georgia football team. That was the first time since he's gotten it rolling at Georgia then I've been able to see them in person. Oh, wow. I got to see I got to see Kirby Smart's first Georgia team in 2016 when they came to Oxford, and I got to see them at the end of that year in his first bowl game, the Liberty Bowl, a win over TCU. And then I saw him the very next year hmm. in what was his biggest win before the dynasty got rolling right. when, he, when Georgia beat Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl in the national semifinals that year. But Saturday was the first time I've gotten to see him since he's got the – Big D dynasty going, and it is a Big D dynasty. Yeah, it's it's impressive. I mean, what he's able to do week after week, and I mean, you know, I think a lot of people both here locally and nationally thought Ole Miss would be able to go up there and, and really compete. And just, I mean, that, that defense they have, the offensive plays they can make with the multiple weapons. I mean, we've been talking week after week. Brock Bowers is out, and then you, know, you have somebody else step up, and you have somebody else step up. Their quarterback is starting to look more comfortable um, as the year has gone on. I mean, they're, they're a very impressive team. They are, and they're loaded. They, they've yeah. got next man up at a lot of different positions. And that was that was that was senior night at Georgia, the last home game mm-hmm. for them. Now they're on the road at UT and at Georgia Tech, and then they're at, on the road in Atlanta right. against Alabama in the SEC championship game, and they will be the designated visitor team. So I've seen Alabama and I've seen Georgia both, and I've had a lot of my friends ask me who's better. Well, I saw Alabama in September when they were very much a right. work in progress. Yes. It was a jigsaw puzzle. That was a, just a lot of pieces thrown out on the table, and it hadn't really started coming together then. Well, it is now. Well, I saw Georgia, you know, last Saturday, more right. la- later in the year, after they have been working some things out. And you know, right now, I, I would say Georgia w- will be the favorite over Alabama in the SEC championship game, and I, I think they probably should mm-hmm. beat them. I had Georgia, I had Tennessee in the SEC championship game, and Alabama, and it's already set Georgia and Alabama, and now Tennessee can just really wreck Georgia's year. There's a there's a chance for both Alabama and Georgia to get in the in the playoffs. Yeah. It would mean Georgia winning out over Tennessee. And Georgia Tech losing to Alabama, Bama the SEC champion. They'll be in. They'll be mm-hmm. one of the. Right. They'll be one of the four. And then Georgia then would need you know some some upsets or an upset or two, sure. and, and and they could be in. So it, so it still could play out. My preseason forecast of four teams: two from the Big Ten, two from the SEC, with Ohio State and Michigan, my two Big Ten teams, and that can happen. But as the season is codifying. Time's running out on for crazy to happen. 
It really is, and it hasn't seemed like we've gotten uh, much crazy. Maybe the the craziest part of it has been the kind of off the field things with Michigan. And and Friday we kind of got the uh, the news of Jim Harbaugh. He didn't coach uh, against Penn State, and Michigan still rolled against uh, against Penn State and, and really made it look easy. And the coach so emotional Very after emotional, the game. Yeah. I wanted to ask him. I, I, you you know Harbaugh didn't die. No, no, he'll be back in a, in a couple of weeks. If not, if they get something in, he might be back next week. I mean, who knows? But he, uh, he, he very well could. Yeah. It sounded like they, you know from legal wrangling, they were trying to get him in there yeah. in there Saturday. But I I know emotional. But that hmm. coach in about a ninety second post game interview. Uh, Worked in three f bombs yeah. and gave all the praise to Jesus Christ, his Lord and Savior. Uh-huh. I, mean, I, I think if you're doing that, you probably need to at yeah. least just go one f bomb instead of three, don't you? <laughs> you just limit it a little bit. We don't have to eliminate it completely. Just limit it a little bit. Not, I, maybe, I thought maybe that two was two instead of three or one. was rather much. I mean, a bit, again, yeah. I just I'd like to tell him. <laughs> not only did he not die, what he is accused of was 100% uh-huh. preventable by him. Yeah, yeah. He's in these, you know, you see that hotel over there that we can see from here? You know, he's just sitting in that hotel room, you know, I mean, watching the let's, game. I mean, let's don't make a martyr out no, of him. Let, let's, no. don't, let's don't make it like, you know, he just survived, uh, you know, survived <laughs> a, 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 a stage yeah. four liver cancer uh-huh. diagnosis. Yeah, when it seemed like, uh, you know, Friday after that happened and uh, kind of going into the night, hearing a lot of people talk about that game, and then Saturday morning on both Big Noon and Game Day, it really seemed like a lot of people thought that not having Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines would hurt Michigan, but it really seemed like it it almost gave them something more to play with and almost generated that bulletin board material for them. And uh, they, they completely rolled Penn State. But you're right. I mean, it was just uh, that post game, you know, good for him, uh, you know, leading Michigan to a big victory. Good for Michigan. But Who gets the win? So much. Ooh, good question. Who, what, and and, and, and that, that question about Rick Stansberry. Yeah. Are th- these first two games, does it go into Rick Stansberry tote board or <laughs> under Coach Hardaway's? It doesn't question. matter, but no. I, uh, where does it go? That's a very good question. I, I really don't know. So I don't either. It might be a question for uh, for Dave Woloshin tomorrow when he joins us. I have, I have no might idea. might be. And the weekend for the Tigers. Oh, man. Uh, incredible. Brian, when the announcer said Friday night, and I bet you Mizzou's Sports Information Office has called that announcer and go, you mean, did you have to say that? But when he went full, they're clowning them. <laughs> it it, it was a moment or two of that game. Yeah. Maybe the year of the Tigers with Josh, well, they, you know, Penny's had big wins, though. Sure. One at Thompson Bowling, mm-hmm. you know, last year. Yeah. So I, I don't want to go too over the top. But there was there was time in that second half of, oh, my, this is as good as the Tigers yeah. have looked in a long time. Yeah, no, they look dominant and, um, I mean, really uh, took care of business. And in that first half, it didn't look like they were going to be able to. I mean, it, huh. and, and that's so tough, and I think that goes to show – the veteran leadership on this, and and also, you know, I said this right when at, at the beginning of the season when we were talking about Penny Hardaway's three game suspension. When you're able to to turn and say, "Hey, Rick Stansberry, you're gonna have to take over for three games," that's that's pretty good spot to be in. And, and then you're able to lean on these veterans that you have out there, and and you saw that veteran leadership. You know, I, I saw it during the game. I heard Jason Munns this morning um, talking to to Dave about it. There was one moment where uh, I think it was uh, Javon. Quinn Quinterly, maybe, or Caleb Mills, one of them kind of started jawing with, with a Missouri player, and Jaquan Walton came over and grabbed him and 
was like, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. We, we've got to, we're here to win the game. We're not here to, to do anything else. And, and so I think you see that, that veteran leadership. And, and that's not the first time I've seen that. I've seen that in both these first two games at different points of these veterans, these seniors, these older guys that, you know, I think sometimes people, uh, Memphis fans think national media and other people are kind of, in your words, Breton, in the words of the uh, announcers on Friday night, are clowning the Tigers with, oh, they're so old, look at their average age, look, the, these, this amount of NBA teams are younger than them in terms of average age, but it's really paying off for the Tigers because I think everywhere you look, you have that veteran leadership that you can rely on to step up, and they all stepped up in that second half against Missouri. And all the forecasts from preseason about what would the Tigers do yeah. in that 13-game mm-hmm. non-conference, it's really 11 games. I think sure. most, no disrespect, already defeated Jackson State mm-hmm. and got Alabama State coming up Friday night, but most had that in sure. the left-hand column. That went Friday night, for, for, and I, I'm not alone, that's a big move from loss to win column. No, bro, that's huge. I mean, when we were on the road, on the road, SEC second game of the season, and you go and you beat a a team that was in the NCAA tournament last year. I know, obviously, with this day and age of college basketball, it's new rosters, it's new everything. I don't care. That's a massive win, especially when you don't have very solid program, especially when you don't have your head coach on on the bench. Um, It's massive. I mean, when we did our preseason picks, I uh, I had that as a loss, and then Friday when we did Tiger bankroll, I'd been kind of looking at this Missouri roster, no Connor Vanover, kind of looking at the interior play that front court for for Missouri and I said I think Memphis can win this game I think they might win this game and so then I flipped on Tiger bankroll and uh I don't know if I 100% believed it but it worked out for me walked out with the cash right 2-0 to start the season for another another hot start another hot start after that smoking year last year that you had and and Johnny got the win I got the loss Mm. Then on Friday football forecast, oh, I man. threaded the needle on Tiger football. You did. And like you did the week before oh. and got there. Oh, when, oh, when for a lot of the, the day, it didn't feel like they were going to get there, but, but they did. And now eight and two. And here comes this big game. Yeah against the ponies yeah no it's it's a massive game we, we were talking about this we've been talking about this for weeks of of memphis versus smu is going to mean a ton you just got to get there first and it a lot of the day saturday uh there that was kind of up in the air on if they would get there or not i actually brett um let's see if i can find it on during that game on saturday when memphis trailed by 10 with about 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter i was just going in there seeing what some of the later games looked like and I saw Memphis plus five twenty money line. I've watched enough Charlotte football this year and Memphis football. I knew exactly how that Heck game was going to yeah. go. So we put a little little money on on Memphis money line and uh, and was a big winner. So that, Look, that felt just, good. Just a little bit down at plus five twenty is. That's right. gaming. That's gaming right there. I mean, but no, but that's what it's all about. Yeah, a little hey, down and a whole mean, lot back, that's, isn't it? Uh, that's 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 what Saturdays are for. You know, <laughs> that's what Saturdays are for. But way to go, Brian. Well, thank you. But that that game on Saturday, I mean, it was it was not a pretty performance from the Tigers. I thought um, it was beautiful. Really. Because it's a win. It's a W. It is a W. It is a W. Um, but I, yeah, uh, some turnovers, some costly mistakes. Um, but ultimately, you're right. In the end, um, that is not the game Charlotte wanted to get into. Memphis' defense stepped up when they needed them to um, and, uh, and, and forced some stops late. 
Got the ball, tied it up, got a stop with a, with a couple seconds left, force overtime. You force them to kick a long field goal. Their field goal kicker has been very inconsistent this year. Misses a field goal and, and you're able to win the game. So, I mean, you know, eight and two, you're sitting run here. Run to the bus. Yeah. Run to the bus run, and get on the charter and get back out of Dodge. And, uh, and, and we're still sitting here talking about this massive game on Saturday against an SMU team that if you win that game, you're in a, a very good spot for the conference championship. Yeah, win that one, win Temple, 10-2. Yeah. and two. And after you know, all the upset a few weeks ago after the narrow win at North Texas, I, 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 I don't, I don't want to really have that conversation again because yeah. I think the last two weeks – uh, with the wins, I, I don't I don't see much you can be that mad about. I yeah. mean, if you're if you're that person out there now that that you're mad over the last two wins and you're mad at the prospect of maybe going to Yeoman and playing for the conference championship, yeah. then I I, <laughs> I I don't think I can please you. Yeah, no, I mean that that would that would be tough. But they're right there. I mean, uh, a, a massive game at home. On Saturday, let's not forget that this is a home game for the Tigers. That if you win, you feel pretty good going into the final week of the season uh, in a game that you know you got to win, of course, uh, against Temple. But you know, let's. I'm hoping for a good crowd. I'm hoping that me the, too. The Tigers those, those, those continue players, to win. I, I think the players yeah. and coaches deserve it. But at a, all that aggravation, why take it out on? on, on mm. I, I don't think you should take it out on anyone. No. Coaches, support staff, everybody working so hard to get there. Look, that's that's the schedule. We knew the Tigers were playing yeah. for the twenty three season, and right now eight and two. And look at those two losses. Mm-hmm. Look at those two losses. Holding up very uh, well. Uh, to, n- narrowly to Mizzou by ten to Tulane in a mm-hmm. game that you led by 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 twenty one. Yeah. And, and, uh, and then ended up losing yeah. by, by, by 10 after they went on a 21 run, 21 to zero run around the country. Teams with two losses. Show me any better in, in, in those styles of games. Oh, yeah. Memphis was right there with Mizzou that went up on Rocky Top and laid one on UT. Yeah. That was, uh, that was a impressive performance by Missouri to say the least. I, I didn't think Mizzou had that in them. I didn't either. I didn't either. And, uh, you know, but they, they got it done. And, uh, I said, maybe, uh, you know, maybe some of those Memphis Tiger basketball fans up there Friday night, you know, sweet talk the Missouri fans said, okay, maybe well, you so. know, we win tonight. Y'all beat Tennessee tomorrow and then we're all happy. And they said, oh, well, okay, why not? And now Tiger fans, two thumbs up. You get a win in basketball and you get a Tennessee loss in football. I mean, and, and there, there are crossover that. fans there. I guarantee you there were people up there that on Friday night, in, in Tiger basketball oh, yeah. gear, and on Saturday in UT Orange. Yeah. For, for, I mean, there's still a, a, a lot of us that exist that have, you know, loyalties other places, mm-hmm. pro- priorities uh, yeah. other places, but still want want good things to happen, and it happened. Did, it, did a good thing or a bad thing happen to Jimbo Fisher yesterday morning? Oh, man. Can I... we feel too sorry for him? No. No. Not at all. I mean, you get to go home and relax now with all that money coming in? I can't feel sorry for you. I can't either, and, and I, I'm surprised by it. I, I know in conversation with, with Texas A&M people in Oxford that they, they didn't want to. Yeah. But apparently that game was enough for them because winning 51-10 to 10 didn't do it for them, and, and yeah. both coaches out, Zach Arnett for Mississippi State. Mm. The biggest thing for Zach Arnett, and I, I, want, I want to be very, 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 very careful about this because – it really just continues the the, the sadness and the loss oh, yeah. for uh, of one of college football's most extraordinary 
colorful figures ever, and that's Coach Mike Leach. Mm-hmm. It, it was State didn't have many other options last year after his untimely death and sudden death, and and they tried it for the bowl game. It worked out. Now it hadn't. And now they they they're, they're going to go hire another coach. But I I don't I don't want to in in any way. Uh, sound gleeful about uh, about that because it, it, it's still very sad, and it all started because of a, a, a very sad loss. Yeah, yeah, and it's I mean you know kind of uh, surprised me loss. this morning. No, no, not at all. A, a way more tragic loss um, than any sports loss. But yeah, you know, it surprised me this morning that that they made the decision in season. Um, it seems like that's kind of the the new trend nowadays. Everybody wants to get that head start Everyone on, on this portal opening. Yep, that's exactly right with the transfer portal. So, you know, surprising, but I guess uh, it really shouldn't be. But definitely, I mean, from start to finish, it's been sad at Mississippi State for, for about a year now. But let me set up today's show uh, before we get to top and not top story of the day. A lot to do today, 3.30. Jonah Dillon, the Tiger football beat writer for the commercial appeal, will join us, talk about that win against Charlotte on Saturday in this big game this weekend at home against SMU 345. We'll talk some Tiger basketball and their big win on the road at Missouri Friday night. Four o'clock, David Cobb from CBS Sports will join us. We'll talk college football and college basketball with David at four o'clock. 430, we got to get to our Sissies Log Cabin. Look back at the weekend in the SEC. 445, we'll get to big number of the day. Five o'clock, DeMichael Cole, the Grizzlies beat writer for the Commercial Appeal will join us to talk Grizzlies, a uh, one-in-one weekend for the Grizzlies. Lost the game Friday night during the in-season tournament. But and a new back. T-shirt. Yeah, new T-shirt. That's right. I, I didn't know what you were talking about for a second, but now I know because everybody... Right if they would take that for data. Uh-huh, everybody is making that T-shirt. Now, I've seen, I've seen probably five or six different styles for that T-shirt, but lost that game. You Do get me the, a favor. Don't rant. buy me one. No, no, no. You don't have to worry about that, Brett. I will not buy you one, but you get the rant game on Friday night, a win yesterday uh, in L.A. against the Clippers. So we'll talk Grizzlies at 5 o'clock with the Michael Cole. 5.30, we'll get to our Ruth's Chris Monday night football pick and preview. Also, our big four quarterbacks all-time for both Denver and Buffalo. We'll do that at 5.30 and then at 5.45, We'll wrap up today's show like we always do with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Let me remind you, we're in our Family Leisure Studios where family and fun come together. The Overstock Sale. Family Leisure needs your help to clear out their overstock inventory. Select patio sets up to 50% off. Play gyms under $2,000. Extended sale pricing on all in-stock hot tubs and swim spas. And the winter uh, pool closing items are now up to 30% off. Pool tables and game room items up to $700 off. They're in-stock items. Family Leisure also has saunas, massage chairs, arcades, and theater seating, all with free delivery and special financing. It's still available, but only at Family Leisure 2120, Witten Road, just north of I-40. He's Brian. I'm Brett. Our producer is Johnny Hill. We're Sports Time, and we're with you until 6 o'clock, and we want you to be a part of it at 901-360-8255. Give us a call. Give us a text. This hour of our show brought to you every day. By Lexus of Memphis, the one and only Lexus dealership in town at 2600 Ridgeway and online at LexusofMemphis.com. Great offers on the remaining 2023 models. The 2024s have taken over and always special leasing options. Drive in luxury and confidence knowing that every new Lexus comes with complimentary first and second 
Maintenance Services. Call them at 901-334-9673. Happy Thanksgiving from everyone at the one and only Lexus dealership in town at 2600 Ridgeway. Stop by there and put yourself in the driver's seat of the all-new 2023 or 2024 flagship LS500, and you'll be looking and driving in style. When you purchase a Lexus, you get top-of-the-line engineering and design, and they make for the luxury driving experience. Online at LexusofMemphis.com. Experience amazing. Experience amazing at Lexus of Memphis. Top story of the day. Well, Brett, my top story of the day is the weekend for the University of Memphis Athletics. I mean, it was a Spoiler alert. It's going to be mine, too. Oh, man, what a weekend it was. Uh, it started off on Friday when the basketball team beat Missouri 70-55. Uh, to 55. Just an unbelievable game from the Tigers and really an unbelievable second half. They, they held Missouri to about... 19% from the field in the second half. Missouri just could not get anything going. And the Tigers basketball team gets a big win. That goes into Saturday when the football team beat Charlotte in overtime 44-38. to That night, the women's soccer team beat LSU 2-1 to to advance to the next round of the NCAA tournament. Today, the women's basketball team is in Knoxville for a massive matchup against 15th-ranked Tennessee. That tip-off at 5.30 on, ES, or on uh, SEC Network Plus. And it was announced earlier today the men's soccer team has made the NCAA tournament, and they will host SIUE in the first round uh, we're thinking that game might be Thursday. It has not been announced yet, but some rumors are coming out it might be Thursday. So what a weekend for the University of Memphis from football to basketball to soccer, women's basketball, everything. Uh, it really was a good weekend. My top story, has it ever been a wilder 21 hours for Tigers football and basketball huh. in, in, in their history? Down 14 in the first half versus a very good Mizzou team yeah. in a hostile arena. And then a beatdown that the announcer described it as really just embarrassing. Uh, Missouri clowning them. Clowning them. Uh, Mizzou with only 18 made two-point field goals for the game, 21% from three, just shut their their water off in the second half, and it was a defensive showcase. That defense can be there all year like that. The offense will come on, but you you, you got to count on that defense. That, that that's effort. You don't know when the the streaky shooting comes and goes. And then in football in Charlotte, an offensive showcase. It was op- the opposite of Friday night in Columbia. Four hundred and thirty yards for Tigers' offense. Seth Hennigan great again. Blake Watson just sensational. Two and zero for basketball in the season. Eight and two for football. Basketball at home Friday against Alabama State, and then football Saturday against SMU. These are good times. They really are good times. Not top story of the day. Well, my not top story of the day was the national schedule of college football on Saturday. It really was a fun day from Michigan starting the day with a big win over uh, Penn State in uh, at Penn State, a 24-15 to win for Michigan. Washington pulling out the win 35-28 to over Utah. A close game. Oregon and USC was, I think, uh, closer than some people thought it would be 36 to 27. Uh, the Missouri game that you talked about uh, earlier, 36 to 7 win for Missouri. I did not see that coming 
at all. It really surprised me because I flipped over a little later and they were already um, up. And I was like, wow, this is this is incredible. And then um, the the night game, Georgia with a just a massive win over Ole Miss, fifty two to seventeen. They scored double digits in all four quarters um, and really just kind of asserted their dominance. I think uh, part of it is is uh, you know Kirby Smart is is able to to go into the locker room every week after these college football playoff rankings and say, hey, look. We're back-to-back national championships, and they don't think you're good enough to be number one. We've shown year after year that we're number one, but they still don't think it. And so let's go out and prove it. And uh, they, they really proved it Saturday night. I didn't see that one coming when we cho- when we made our picks on Friday football forecast. I took Ole Miss plus the 10.5. I thought it would be a lot closer, and uh, I-, I was wrong. Georgia really, really asserted their dominance Saturday night. On James Franklin, I think mm. it is crazy Penn State people talking about <laughs> firing him. Okay, he hadn't broken through against those two. Who has? Oh, really? I mean, that's a good point. I mean, it's a, it's a, and I hadn't heard any of this, but it looked like in the Ole Miss world, when the 2023 schedule came out in September of 2022, yeah. and you saw September at Tuscaloosa <laughs> and November at Athens, yeah. and then the idea of potentially going 10-2, and two, <laughs> wouldn't you sign up for that? Uh, every day. Every single day. Yes. Every single day. My not top story, Georgia. Honker down. They're primed for the three-peat. Put it on Ole Miss in every way you can. 52 points and 61 offensive plays. That's almost a point of play. Carson Beck is better than Stetson Bennett. Running backs everywhere and Brock Bowers back. Bama in the SEC championship game is set. Tennessee this week in Knoxville for Georgia. They know that. And then Georgia Tech next week in Atlanta. But the national championship, it goes through Athens again. Yeah, it really does. They showed that Saturday night. Well, that will do it for top and not top story of the day. Let's go ahead and get to our first break. When we come back, we'll talk Tiger football with Jonah Dillon. You already know you can listen to Sports 56 anywhere with the Sports 56 app or at sports56whbq.com. But you can also watch us daily with live video of all of our shows on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Into sports time, Brian and Brett with you in our family leisure studios, and joining us now to talk Tiger football, talk about that win over Charlotte on Saturday. Jonah Dillon from the Commercial Appeal, he's the Tiger football beat writer. He joins us now. Jonah, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you were thinking in that game uh, at Charlotte when the Tigers, not once, uh, a couple times, went down by double digits in that fourth quarter. Uh, it really took everything from the Tigers to come back and win that game. Yep, and uh, as a lot of people would say, just another week for yeah. Memphis Tigers football. Uh, before the game, we were talking to, talking to some of the people around the Charlotte program, some of the beat writers and people who even work for the team, and they were they were taking, oh man, you know, Memphis is one of the best teams in the conference. They're coming in here, and, and Charlotte is kind of overmatched. Mm-hmm. And I said to them, have you guys watched Memphis play this season? Uh, <laughs> 
you know, in Memphis is one of those games, and, and I'm sure we'll get into that, but uh, I told everybody who would listen, I think this is going to be a close game, just because it always is, right? Um, and uh, lo and behold, we needed overtime. Uh, it was, you know, it was crazy. It was, it was back and forth. Obviously, it comes down to a field goal at the end of regulation. If he misses that, if Tanner Gillis misses that kick, then that's it for Memphis. Yeah. And uh, they put themselves in that position, but as Ryan Silverfield has said, I think after every game, or at least every recent game, we found a way, and he's not lying. He he found a way. He was not he was not telling you the the <laughs> an untruth. It, and I, I texted you yesterday, Jonah. I really believe this. You may be covering one of the more fun, wild stories around college football. The record speaks for itself. But if people didn't know that and didn't know of some of the simmering discontent around being eight and two i think it would surprise them i I don't want to rehash all that from two weeks ago Mm -hmm. after the north texas game but really those people now are are on on an island to support their team they've got to be out there saturday Hmm. against smu i don't i don't know how you can discern well i'm here to support the players but i'm mad at the coach i mean unless you're going to carry a sign and go i'm only here for the players i can't stand the coach how are people going to know it? And I, I, I don't want to get too political, but I've heard it before. Of I'm against the policy, but I'm for the troops. You, you, you can't have it both ways. You got to be for all of it or none of it. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been crazy. I think people are. Um, I even had a text today from one of my friends saying I, I looked up Memphis's record and I thought they were eight and two, and I was shocked based on how I see you interacting with fans on social media about the team. Yeah. Uh, I would have thought that they're having a terrible season. Um, but it's been it's been a roller coaster, right? Every game is is crazy back and forth. Uh, they've trailed now in eight straight games at some point. Um, they've also led in all those games, by the way, um, which is just which is just wild considering the the quality of competition that we've seen both from teams like Missouri, which is obviously having an amazing season, and that game was close. And then you see games against teams like Charlotte and UAB, which are obviously not close to that level. Yeah. And yet every game is is right there for the taking. Yeah. Well, Seth Hennigan uh, was awarded the uh, AAC Offensive Player of the Year uh, of the Week award uh, this week after that performance against Charlotte. It didn't look like he was 100 percent, and then kind of re-injured that shoulder, had to go out for a possession. Um, uh, what did you make of his performance on Saturday? And then uh, did Ryan Silverfield say anything today to the media on uh, on his health going into this week? Yeah, um, so Ryan Silverfield did say today that he thinks. Seth is, is ready to go and should be participating fully in practice this week. Um, it was, as you guys know, it was touch and go there last week for most of the week mm-hmm. um, before and after the game. He kind of said he didn't really throw a lot until Friday uh, wow. before the game. So, and, and you could tell there was whether it was rustiness or he was still injured. It, it didn't look great um, aside from the first drive, like at the beginning of the game. And then he goes down with that injury, and everyone's kind of holding their breath. And then. Obviously, just to continue the roller coaster, you have last week Kevin Carter comes in for one play, throws an 85 yard touchdown. And then this week he comes in for one play and immediately throws an interception. So you've got both, you got both those extremes. Seth Hennigan comes back in and I thought, you know, I asked him this after the game and he said, I, I, he kind of felt the same. I thought that he looked a lot better when he came back. Yeah. Um, like they kind of figured it out in the second half. He made some big plays down the stretch and you could tell anyone watching could tell he was not 100%, but he was just, doing everything he could to kind of will his team to a win, and, and he was able to do it. Jonah, the first day you went to practice on this beat, you get to town, you get the Tiger football beat. Did you think the Tigers had this in Blake Watson? 
No, I think in the in the offseason, you know, the, if you if you think back to it, the conversation was a lot about Sutton Smith, about this is the guy who's going to be the top running back. And Sutton Smith has looked good this season, right? He, he hasn't been a huge featured back, but he's made some I need more touches. Uh, yeah, and, and I think he, he probably does, but Blake Watson has been has been really good. Obviously, the fumbles around the goal line, um, it's kind of a crazy step, three fumbles, I think, inside the five-yard line this season. Um and uh, obviously that, that one on Saturday was, was huge. It almost cost him the game. But if you take that out of it, and obviously he comes back to score the touchdown in overtime, he's been really one of the best players on this team the whole season. He's been really consistent. Um, and they can kind of use the running game when they need to, and then they can lean on Seth Henning again when they, when they can't or when they don't need to. And he, he's helped them bring a lot of balance, I think, that they didn't have last season. Yeah. Well, the defense uh, kind of had their struggles throughout the game, but really stepped up big late to get some stops. And uh, I think I saw you tweeted out Saturday after the game. I remember earlier this season talking about Simeon Blair and his first interception uh, at the collegiate level. Did you tweet out Saturday night that Chandler Martin said that after the game that that was his first interception on any level of, of football? Yeah, he said going back to Pee Wee football, he's never had an interception, uh, <laughs> which is uh, just crazy because that's a that's a guy who you see. He's the guy who flies off the screen anytime yeah. you're watching the defense, or he's always around the ball. Um, and not only getting his first interception, but returning it for a touchdown. Yeah. Um, and obviously, last week he had a fumble return, which almost went back for a touchdown. And then he got tripped up by the turf monster <laughs> right near the goal line. And so I asked him after the game, "Were you thinking about that?" And he said, "No, I'm just looking straight ahead." And he almost he almost got tackled inside the five yard line. Um, and that was one of those plays. And this is like every Memphis football game where. He has that pick six, and we're thinking, okay, this is the turning point. Memphis yep. got a pick six, the huge momentum play. Now they're going to win the game, and I'm kind of writing that in my story. And then ten minutes later, you know, that's like I don't even remember that that happened, right? Yeah. So, uh, and, and that's just kind of how all these games have been going recently. You have probably set the world record in a first year on a beat of re of, of rewrites. <laughs> Yeah, I, I keep saying this. Like, I really, at the end of the season, I need to publish a story that's just all my versions of instant stories that didn't happen. <laughs> because in the last couple of weeks, like, I've had a story, especially like in an overtime game, right? Like, I have a story ready to go if they lose the game or if mm-hmm. Sandra Gillis misses that kick mm-hmm. and then if they lose in overtime. And uh, that document on my computer has just grown and grown all season <laughs> because really since the, since the first two games of the season, that's it. Every game has been contested in the second half um and there's been a point where it's like wow memphis is, is either going to lose or going to win this game and then they do the opposite so it's starting with that navy game right they get a stand mm-hmm. navy comes up a couple inches short with 10 seconds left in the game uh in the memphis red zone right so obviously i had to have ready to go if, if navy had scored there um and since then it's just been like that every week so uh yeah it's uh definitely gets my heart racing a little bit near the end of these games and you have nailed it. I've heard all my life, Jonah, you know, play for something that matters, you know, win games. Well, th- they've done that. Eight and two playing for something that really matters Saturday against SMU. And this is, this is not my heart talking. SMU with two losses, the Tigers t- with two losses. I don't want to spend a whole lot of brain power on comparing those, but I'm saying losses to Mizzou and Tulane are better than losses to Oklahoma and to TCU. What do you say? Yeah, I think it's tough because you have to factor in SMU has played a really low level of competition within the conference, but at the same time, they've blown out almost every team they've played, 
like it, it hasn't even been competitive. Last week against Rice, they, they or a couple weeks ago against Rice, they played in a close game. Besides that, they've just been destroying these teams. Um, and and it has been impressive. Obviously, we'll see what happens against Memphis. You would expect that to be a closer game. And given that Memphis is playing in it, it should be a close game regardless, <laughs> right? <laughs> something something will happen at the That's end right. of the game, and that all decided. Um, so I think you know it makes sense that SMU is favored in this game. Uh, based on how they've played, based on how well their offense has been running, and Memphis's defense has obviously been struggling a little bit in the past couple weeks. Uh, and, and those games, both teams, the losses are a long time ago, right? The TCU and the Oklahoma games were all the way at the beginning of the season for SMU, and, and yeah. Memphis lost, lost game four games ago. Yeah. yeah. That is a really good point. Uh, I got two more uh, quick questions for you, Jonah. We were talking about injuries earlier with Seth Hennigan. Um, what is the update on Demir Blankensee, a, a scary-looking uh, incident uh, late in the game uh, against Charlotte? Yeah, that was a really scary moment. It, it was really good to see after that he was down for a while on the field yeah. um, and then walked off the field and was doing okay in the locker room after the game You know, to be able to celebrate with his teammates. And, and Brian Thorfield said to that he thinks He'll be able to go this week, um, assuming he keeps clearing whatever yeah. the, the protocols are. Um, there's a lot of injuries. I mean, I was trying to – I had to make a list before the press conference this morning <laughs> to make sure I checked them all off, yeah. and I didn't even get to ask about all of them at the post-game press conference because the entire left side of the offensive line was out mm-hmm. <laughs> on Saturday. Um, and uh, so Jonah Gamble, who's the left guard, and Matt Pond, which is the left tackle, um, both day-to-day. So we'll see. Gamble has obviously been out for the last – Three game, um, but kind of trying to work his way out. And Ponders was out for the first time on Saturday. Um, and then a big one that I think obviously went under the radar because there was so much going on is Brandon Thomas uh, left the game yeah. with an injury, and that was the reason that Blake Watson was in there at the end of the game because Brandon Thomas has been the goal line back line. for the past couple of games, and he's done really, really well as the goal line back. And I think the, one of the reasons that he got that job is because Blake Watson has fumbled inside the goal line, and then. He goes out of the game, so they give the carry to Blake Watson, and he fumbles. Um, and it, that's just one of those crazy things that happens. Um, and so if he's not back, it'll be interesting to see if they continue to go with Blake Watson or if they give it to somebody else when they get near the goal line. Mm, yeah, no, that's uh, a lot of injuries for his team. Seems uh, very banged up right now, uh, but it should be a really fun one Saturday afternoon against SMU. Jonah, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll do it again next week. All right, appreciate you guys. Thanks, Jonah. Jonah Dillon from the Commercial Appeal on all things Tigers beat for Tigers football beat in one of the wildest Tiger football seasons <laughs> of the year. Appropriate, appropriately, this one should end in New Orleans, shouldn't it? I mean, it should. One way or the other, that's the perfect town for really this kind of season to end oh, in. Oh, man. I, I saw that he, he mentioned the, they've trailed eight straight games. Um, I saw that in his story on uh, after the game, and I was like, eight straight games they've trailed, and that is in. I mean, that's incredible, and the fact that they have found ways to win all of these games is is really impressive. Could end in New Orleans, either drown your sorrows or have a heck one, of a good one way or the other, brother. Conference championship <laughs> party, good place to have a party, and good place this time of year for any catering need for office parties, office get-togethers, church groups, anything like that. Jason's Deli. Let them take care of all the catering for you. This is a time of year you don't want to be stressed, and you don't have to be stressed at all with this. Same day and last-minute orders welcomed. That's when they have it down. That's when they really shine is when you think, I haven't gotten it done right. They excel. Professional setup included with delivery by their delivery drivers who have food handling permits, 
house accounts available, and all the foods good and good for you. Low delivery fees, vegetarian, gluten-sensitive options. Start your day fresh with the breakfast options or lunch or dinner. All three meals, they can take care of it for you at Jason's Deli, and they will. Dine-in, to-go, or delivery. Wholesome food forever. It's a family thing. And those the breakfast options, the sunshine breakfast box, the hot wrap breakfast box, Hot meals like the pasta feast, the plain Jane potato bar, and you know in the in in all the locations like Ridgeway Road, Poplar and Highland, Olive Branch, and Cordova, you have that great salad bar. Over thirty items to choose from there for you to prepare it however you like. The salads on the menus just outstanding, like the Mesa chicken salad, the chicken club salad, the chicken Caesar salad, and my favorite, the taco salad, and all the soups, the breads, the spreads, the cheeses everything that you you would want and in those locations like ridgeway road poplar and highland olive branch and cordova complimentary ice cream plenty of organic food to choose from and trans fat free where it's all about choice at jason's deli you can build your own you'll be delighted however you get it at jason's deli plenty of organic food to choose from and again catering anytime anywhere five to five thousand for this time of year when you're going to have a lot of people in and you're going to be going to a lot of events. Check them out online as well at jasonsdeli.com. Let's go ahead and get to a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the Tiger basketball team and their big win Friday night against Missouri. That's next on Sports Time. Start your day with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Well, we just talked Tiger football with Jonah Dillon from the commercial appeal. A big win for the Tigers over the weekend to stay 8-2 and two, um, and keep those uh, title chances alive for the conference here in a couple of weeks. But they got a big game this weekend, a home game against SMU and Brett. Uh, our friends over at Sissy's Log Cabin, they want to send some people to the game on Saturday. So compliments of Sissy's Log Cabin. We have a pair of tickets that we're going to give away right now. The fourth caller, call in 901-360-8255. If you're the fourth caller, um, you'll get a pair of tickets to this weekend's game uh, for the Tigers against SMU. Yeah, we, we got them at 901-360-8255. And we're going to give away Tiger SMU tickets all week. And we're going to have tickets, compliments of Sissy's Log Cabin all season long to Tigers basketball that we'll be giving away. But you can win right now at 901-360-8255. Fourth caller, give Johnny a little help. First time to throw him in on, <laughs> right. on, on something like this. And the phone lines are, are, are very, 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 very active. But we appreciate Sissy so much. We'll have our Sissy's Log Cabin look back at the mm-hmm. SEC weekend coming up at 4.30. But so, so appreciate them. That new lo- location, it's opening soon, 9,000 square feet, doubling 9,000 square feet in Laurelwood with expanded lines for everything, for Rolex, Cartier, Diamonds, and more, and the Mid-South's largest selection of -of one-of-a-kind jewelry, engagement rings, wedding bands, necklaces, and earrings, and supporter of Tiger Athletics, official jeweler of Tiger Athletics and of the Memphis Grizzlies, and the FedEx Forum Floor Seat Lounge, where we're going to sit on on November 29th, and we're going to give away those seats 
uh, coming up a couple of times the rest of this year. Thanks so much to Sissy's yeah. Log Cabin, but that win Saturday, how were your nerves? Uh, they weren't great, but I mean, Brett, you know, I, I kind of saw it playing out that way. I mean, Charlotte does not want to get into a game where they, uh, where they are, uh, kind of running up and down and, and trying to, you know, one team scores, the other team scores, the other team scores, the other team scores. That's just not a game they're going to win. So I was confident this defense gets a stop. You know, you're you're now back in the driver's seat, and that's what happened. The defense that had been a little shaky all day, they got some big Barry. stops late, and which has been all season, Brad. I mean, you know, we, we we were very excited about this defense, and they've been really really shaky all year. But can it be? Can it be <laughs> fixed? It- over these next two, I don't think so. I mean, it feels like we've been saying. You know, I remember back that Navy game. We came in here and goes, "Ooh, there were a lot of missed tackles that game." But you know, one game, it's okay. You bounce back next week, and it's really just kind of been a lot of games. It, it's kind of rolled from game to game, and so I think this is just the defense you're going to get. But with that being said, in late in that fourth well, quarter, it, it's not a defensive conference. No. It's not no teams. I mean, you go and you look at at what the what the entire conference did on Saturday, and it's you know scores in the forties, scores in the thirties, scores in the. 50, I mean, everybody's scoring, and every single game Memphis has played these last four or five weeks have been high scoring affairs. In fact, this year in the American, teams that win the rushing battle, seventy and twenty seven at seventy two percent. Wow, I, and I, I say every year. I promise every year if for almost any league, seventy five percent. It's just seventy two percent. Teams that have won the passing battle in the American, 70 and 27. Wow. Wow. 72% for running and passing. That's too narrow. No, yeah, that is, that is way too narrow. And it's been, it's been a competitive conference. I mean, there have been a, uh, a lot of really tight games, a lot of high scoring games. Um, but, uh, but it really seems like there are a, a good handful of teams that have, uh, kind of been impressive this year. We got a winner on the tickets. We'll announce that. And just like that, we're going to give away. Two more wow. right now at 901-360-8255 to the first caller. First caller. First caller. Yeah. We're when, not going to make when, Johnny work as hard this time. Just yeah, the first when, when, when Johnny gets clear with that caller, we'll yeah. take the first caller. So if you didn't win in that round, you can win right now, yeah. 901-360-8255. Wow. And we've got, a, we've got tickets we're going to give away all week on, on this show, yeah. and we appreciate Sissy so much. And Really hope there will be a good festive crowd Saturday playing for de facto conference uh, yeah. to be in the conference championship game. Absolutely, I mean it's a massive game. I think they're doing a. Uh, I think they're having a blackout. Am I, t- this am I counting Temple too soon? Mm, no, I mean no, because you have to win this game against SMU. This is a must-win game uh, against SMU if you want to go to that conference championship game. You can't lose to SMU and then go beat uh, go beat Temple and think you're going to be in the conference championship game. That's not going to work. You have to beat SMU. So it's a it's a huge game, and I think you know you feel really, really, really good if you uh, if you win this game this weekend. So it's a, it's a massive game, and thank you so much um, to our friends at Sissy's Log Cabin um, for uh, for getting us hooked up with some. T- Tickets to give to listeners. That's great. But uh, we need to go ahead and get to a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk college football. We're going to talk college basketball with David Cobb from CBS Sports. We'll do that next on Sports Time. Welcome to the Rendezvous. This is John Burgess. 
When my dad started the rendezvous in 1948, I don't think anyone could have imagined we'd still be serving shoulder, cheese plates, and our world-famous dry rub ribs 75 years later. But we are still here in the basement, in an alley in downtown Memphis. We sincerely thank you for making the rendezvous what it is today. Charlie Vergas Rendezvous. Schedule your holiday gift deliveries today at hogsfly.com. You or someone you know or care about has dealt with a difficult divorce. When facing divorce, you need the attorneys at Rice Law. Nick and Larry Rice lead the firm with three generations and seven decades of experience. Located in Memphis, serving the entire state of Tennessee and North Mississippi. Rice Law is who you need to call. Simple or difficult divorce, they know how to handle it. Call Rice Law at 901-526-6701 or for more information, visit them at aboutdivorce.com. That's aboutdivorce.com. Make your next grill your last with the Big Green Egg at East Memphis Ace. Smoke, bake, roast, sear, and grill, all with a lifetime warranty. Ready to cook in only 15 minutes with cook temperatures below 200? 